You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. So if they ever bring back Daredevil, I know exactly who they should pick to play Kingpin. Because tell me that dude in this movie is not Korean Kingpin throughout this whole movie. Dude, he fucking he fucking rules, man. <laughs> like I know we're not gonna get it, we're like we're a bit early on it, but yeah, no, that dude rules. He was, and we'll get into that. Way more interesting than the main dude. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah, uh, the character's name is Zhang, and I must say, anybody who remembers the late '90s beat 'em up video games. Zhang's the guy sitting behind the desk when you think you're fighting the final boss. Oh, I know. Then after about. you beat that guy, the person behind the desk stands up, takes off his tie, and shit's about to get real. Yeah, he flips the desk over and goes, "Now you're gonna fight me." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the shadow broker essentially from Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> what a lame villain that ended up being. But that's another story for another day. Cool yeah, design. It, it was a cool design. But anyways, yeah, this is The Gangster, The Cop, and The Devil. This is a new Korean film that just came out. Uh, funny story, too, about this movie. Uh, so they screened this at a competition at Cannes this year, and apparently it was such a hit, I guess, with certain people, specifically Sylvester Stallone, that they already greenlit it for an American remake. Oh, Which no. is already going to be like, oh, this is, this is probably going to suck. <laughs> this is, you know, you no, know, <laughs> th- there's already a fucking American remake of this movie. It's called Bullet to the Head. <laughs> Which Stallone also can't did. you just see Stallone though? Yeah, like someone saying like there's a cop, a gangster, and a, a how could I forget monster out there? Devil, sorry, devil. a cop, a gangster, devil. and a devil you, out I there. I just said the title of the movie. Yeah. Well, I, I just see I just see Stallone in a darkly lit room saying, "What's the difference?" You know, and I think that's why he wants to greenlight a remake. Is he going to be in it? Uh, yeah, he's going to be. No, I, I think he he's either writing and or direct uh, and or starring in it. So he better not be starring in it. That that'll <laughs> kill any buzz that I have for it. Well, the person um, who is actually going to be in the remake is uh, Ma Dong Seok as the gangster. Because honestly, anything else I say about this movie, the one thing that I think we can all agree on is that Ma Dong Seok as the gangster is fantastic. In this, he movie. literally owns the movie every single second he's on screen. Like he is such a fucking powerful oh, presence. Yeah. And then there's points where he's like, no, he's. Like he doesn't have to be showy. He just you just know he's effective just from the way he acts around people. And then the points where he does have to get violent, he gets brutal as fuck. Like he slaps a dude like five times, and the dude is just done. <laughs> like the the most powerful <laughs> pimp hand I've ever one seen. One punch Wait, man. <laughs> what, five times? Like literally, there's like like fifteen or seventeen or forty sequences where people get slapped in the face, thrown across rooms. Like this is the most slap happy movie I've seen. Dude, in years. this motherfucker on a phone call gets punched in the face. Says, "I'm gonna call you right back." Proceeds to get punched in the face again while still on the phone. <laughs> it's almost like a little gnat, just like hold on. He <laughs> just like backhands the cops. Like, okay, where were we? <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and for people who don't know, uh, Ma Dong Siok, he's the guy from Train to Busan, who was the uh, the father of the um, of, like uh, what was it? Uh, the guy who's the the pregnant lady's husband uh, in that one. You know, the the dude that we talk about is the most ultimate bad A in that film. <laughs> As someone who's never seen it, I'm gonna just go like, yeah, sure, yeah, that dude. This is my first That's... time seeing him, and I'm like, all right. You need to rectify that because Train to Busan is awesome. So. I know, I know. No, I kind of want to see all his movies now. 
got his yeah. IMDb up. I'm going to have a marathon as much as I can because he's, like you guys have said, absolutely fantastic. And that's the thing is that we talk a lot about him being the best part of this movie because the movie on this on a whole, it's fine, you know? That's okay. Like, here's the thing. I actually think, you know, we say, like, oh, the American remake's going to suck. No, I actually think an American remake of this would actually significantly improve this movie because it would have better focus, it'd have fewer subplots, and it would be directed by someone who's not on ADHD, uh, who's not, who doesn't have ADHD the whole time. We uh, should probably tell the people what this movie's about in the first I know, and that's what I'm going to... Okay, so ba- <laughs> basic premise of this movie is that we follow this main character here being played by... Kim Mu-Yul, um, who's playing the other cop in the story. He's like, you know, pretty much, he's like, uh, if someone was trying to do an impersonation of Mel Gibson from the 80s, it feels like, where he's just like, I'm the big bad cop, I'm a loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the rules, kind of thing. He's just an asshole. Like, he'll be stuck in the traffic jam and like, for fun, he's like, hey, I'm gonna just fuck up this whole operation right now, just because I can. I, I'm stuck in traffic, I'm gonna go, like, do my job somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems yeah. like he wants to do his job well, of course, but he also wants like the accolades for it and to be respected. He's got a chip on his shoulder is how I describe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So he's going about his business and he's also kind of got this weird like tense standoff against the gangster here, um, Jang Dong Su, who is paid off the chief of the police. So no matter how much he wants to, he can't actually encroach on his territory. It's like, no, nope, no, nope. my boss says I can't do this, which no. I also want to say... He has maybe one of the best character introductions I've ever seen because you see, like, the way it opens is with him just like punching like a random punching bag. You're like, okay, no, I've seen that type of thing before. It's like a tough dude, and then they reveal that there's a body in there, and you're just like, oh, oh, he's a dude who doesn't <laughs> fuck around. Yep. Which I've seen that in other movies too, but it was still cool when I saw it in this one. But I, um, I was wondering, like, hey, I wonder if there's a body in there. Oh shit, there's a body in there. Yep. No, but uh, that all is going on. And meanwhile, the actual threat kicks in because there's this serial killer going about here who's being played by Kim Sung-kyu, um, who just, you know, <laughs> with the weirdest strategy for killing people, where he just rear-ends their car, and then you get out, it's like, oh, I better call insurance to take pictures. And while they turn their backs to take pictures on the camera, he just stabs them. It's <laughs> just like, well, I guess it's a very simple but effective plot. <laughs> I mean, hey, it gets a job done. I mean, it does. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's very dirty violence too. Like it's not clean. It's kind of gross to watch. Like I don't like the people being stabbed. Even are all like, "What's happening right now?" Like even they're confused and they're trying to crawl away. And it's it's gruesome crime stuff. So yeah, now the Koreans love bloody, nasty violence in their movies. But uh, mm. yeah, this guy, the serial killer, who actually is referred to as K because there's an obvious allusion to M. That movie, this in this thing, because. He makes a big mistake where he accidentally tries to kill Ma Dung Siuk's character. And he not only survives, but manages to overpower the dude, like, momentarily. <laughs> which you're like, He wow. gets his ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the killer gets away. But the thing is that Ma Dung Siuk has seen this guy's face. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to let this slide. I'm going to get my guys, and we're going to go kill this dude, <laughs> you know? Uh, and the problem is, is that the cops want to get him so they can actually, you know, book him by the law. So it's this weird back and forth between Ma Dong-siuk and uh, Kim Mi-yul, where they have to kind of go like, okay, if I help you and get you the manpower, you help me and get me the tips from your police resources. And it's pretty much just a giant manhunt to find this serial killer as stuff happens. No, 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 no. It's not a manhunt. It's rat race. <laughs> what? Because whoever gets to him first gets to keep him. <laughs> Shut up! It's Rat Race! How you tell me it's not that? You mean fucking Mousetrap? That's what you're talking about. No, the movie Rat Race. The one one with Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
gosh, I, I haven't thought about rat racing years. Okay. So, but so, also, there's one other aspect that you're little, missing a little bit, but the fact that um, that uh, what's it called, Ma Dong Seok, his character, because he got his ass whooped and survived. All the other gangs that he's having kind of a bit of a conflict with, they're all seeing him as weak. So they're at the same time as they're he's trying to investigate wh- where, uh, sorry, who the killer is and where he is. He's also getting hunted by other gangs because they're seeing, oh, he's he's down for the count. We can fucking pick him off and just take the winnings. Yeah. So shit gets brutal at some point. And that's point. the thing with this movie is that there's quite a few subplots in this movie. And that's where it's really interesting. It's a very labyrinthian kind of film. <clears throat> it almost feels like there's a little too much happening at any given time during because of that, though. Because you forget that that whole gang war thing is going on at certain parts of this movie. Uh, that's the thing. I never really had that issue. I just had the issue where nothing was particularly interesting. Like, everything was serviceable to the plot, and everything made sense that was going on. But I never found myself, like, hating it or enjoying it. I found myself just like, hey, I wonder what's going to happen next. But, like, mostly just in a, just morbidly curious, just like, hey, I wonder what they're going to continue with. But nothing ever really <laughs> got above it just being okay. Well, the problem is, is that, you know, the, the dude who's the cop, he's, you know, his character is an a-hole, but I found him to be serviceable as a character overall i found my biggest problem was with the serial killer himself where i'm like this dude is the most generic cliche movie serial killer i've ever seen like honestly i was fine with that because i'm just like this is just an excuse for just the plot to like move forward i I, like yeah he should have had a little bit more something to him like to make him more unique than generic serial killers but for the most part i'm like eh, you serve the role fine enough for what you're supposed to do like, the, we're mainly focused on the cop and the gangster trying to work this shit out together and also not trying to kill each other. Well, because, again, this movie essentially is M, that classic German film, crossed with an 80s Mel Gibson gangster movie crossed with Seven. And the problem is, is that they're trying to make um, K, the villain here, to be like a Peter Lorre type, like the villain from that movie. Except Peter Lorre's character was really, really fascinating in that film. And here he's just, you know, he's just a, ha ha ha, I am an evil serial killer. And if you kill me, you're the devil. Ha 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 ha. Well, no, I, I didn't see it that way because I saw the serial killer, as you're saying, extraordinarily generic because that's what serial killers are. People with delusions of grandeur. Uh, paranoia and some nihilism about them they're not special they're not interesting and neither was this guy so yeah in my point of view he played that perfectly like you said though it's less about the killer it's more about these two uh, the cop and the gangster trying to work together and i will say that i mean obviously any scene with mondog siok is great by itself and whenever he's actually with the cop the cop gets better because it forces him to actually have to act off of somebody. Because when he's on his own, mm-hmm. like I said, he's just mm-hmm. he's just a giant dickhead. Like, he's also a terrible yeah. cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally does he's everything like, wrong in this movie. He's kind of like Ethan Hawke. If Ethan Hawke in Training Day would have took notes but not taken anything seriously, as to what Denzel was saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll do what I can to, to like bust the criminals, but not really, but... I want to seem like the top dog, but I'm not really good at fighting. Oh, he know. gets his ass kicked, like, every sequence <laughs> of this movie. He gets his ass kicked by a fucking CSI investigator. I, like, I feel like he's, his bark is not only louder than his bite, he's aware of it. So he knows not to get into too much trouble, but can't help himself. <laughs> you were watching a different movie, Bradley. Well, this guy gets into trouble. I almost believe that, except that it never feels like that's earned when he has his moments of self-realization, because there's one part later on where he has to deal with actual violence, because before it's like, oh yeah, I just you know smack around a few guys, I get my butt kicked, I can handle that. But when actual violence happens, he's all like, oh no! 
Ooh, and you're just like, <laughs> well, no, I, I I agree with you guys. I don't think he's he's not a crooked cop at all. He's like you guys are saying, kind of an asshole, yeah, and that's the gist of it. Yeah, like it feels like there's a lot of characterization that they left off for this character. Like, it, it, there's there's certain shifts that he does throughout the story. Where I'm like, see, if there was a scene in between here and here, I would have bought that twist. But it just it never fully came together with his character. But I mean, I can't fully blame the actor. He was trying with the material he had, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, also I gotta say this movie, its directorial style is kind of all over the place in terms of tone, because on the whole, it's kind of got this, like, seven-ish vibe to it, but then it'll sometimes turn into a kung fu movie out of nowhere. Like, not just, like, a traditional, like, oh, they fight a little bit. Like, no, full-blown raid-style martial arts in a couple scenes. And it was fucking awesome. It was awesome, but I was like, wait, what happened to my my cop movie? <laughs> Who cares? We got a gorgeous-ass action scene. I'm not complaining at all. I, I was surprised, too. I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> now we're going there, somewhere. It feels because it feels like they're blending three different movies together. Where yeah, yes. they're blending seven. Yeah. They're blending like again, they're blending a cop movie, a serial killer thriller, and it and a gangster flick all at once. And for the most part, I didn't really have an issue with the tone shifts. There are those times where yeah, where it seems a lot more, like it feels like the director's more focused on one genre than the other. And I feel like he really likes the gangster flick because yeah. I think the stuff with the gangster, like that whole subplot, and his everything that has to go on with him is the strongest parts of the movie. Yeah, like you guys mentioned, yeah. the cop stuff is really, really just kind of all over the place. And the serial killer stuff is just kind of, again, just there. Just well, the only the time when those guys' plots work is when they interact with the cop, with the gangster story. Because there's one point where the serial killer gets involved with uh, the kind of the gang, the gang war subplot later in the film that I was yeah. like, ooh, that's a really cool turn. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah, and... That's the thing where it's like this movie kind of was in a constant battle of like it would win me for a while, then it would kind of waver a little bit, but then it would win me back with another thing. And I just kind of kept, kept feeling myself being pulled back and forth with this movie. Like there's lots of stuff I did enjoy, but I was never fully engaged with it to the point where I'm like, oh, this is you know a great movie to watch all the way through. I don't know. I mean, does anyone else like, have any issues with that? Or, or no, so what you're saying is you're trying to leave and it kept dragging you back in? <laughs> I, I try to get out and they keep pulling me <laughs> Shut back. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine a random kung fu fight between the Corleones and the, the I don't know, Bratsies? I'd be <laughs> so yes, about it, you it. don't even know. The Bratsies? What, 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 do they fight Kevin Smith and those people from uh, Yoga Hosers? No, I was <laughs> I'm trying to remember the, the other man, families. What the fuck, are you going to yell at me for referencing that movie, but I yell at him for referencing Yoga Hosers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because Brad already knows that I'm saying shut up a million times in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but yeah, like I mean, I don't know. Like I, I have some thoughts to say about other technical terms, kind of stuff. But I like what other points do you guys have to make, like for like big plot stuff or big story stuff. Um, <sighs> yeah, no, like good. I already pretty much yeah said like the the cop stuff would be more interesting if yeah he wasn't playing it like an asshole, and if the other cops were anywhere near as interesting as he, he was trying to be. But they're just all again just generic tropes, and yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think part of the problem with that, too, is that the movie feels like it'll take its time with the gang warfare stuff and all the cop stuff. It just speeds right through. Like, there's like four montages where they go, okay, investigation time. (laughs) (laughs) And they literally do cop stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they speed through, like, you're watching a season of, like, CSI, but you speed through all the boring episodes where they do the investigation stuff. (laughs) So you speed through a season of CSI. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, and 
again, I, I feel like I feel like I'm given the big stuff about the gist, and I think for, in terms of technical filmmaking, it's about as competent as you can, you know, for like for like a uh, Korean drama gangster film kind of thing. Like it's well shot, it's got good sound choices, it's uh, lighting is great, <laughs> it, it's got some weird music choices every now and then. But I, I don't know. Again, it's that whole thing where it feels like the director didn't know what genre he was making it for because sometimes they have this like peppy '80s rock music, just like dah, 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 yeah. That actually, oh, I'm glad you brought that up because. I think it's like what four, it's until they really like the cop and the gangs to really start working together. It's kind of like this dark, dramatic movie, and then it just turns into the, again rush hour where this music comes in where they're working together. I'm like, <laughs> I like the music and I like what's going on, but this is so random. Man, this movie if they had like the Korean version of like Chris Chris Tucker or something like that, and this it's oh. like. This reminds me of a much better version of the movie we saw, uh, Domino. So if they, if they do America remake, just get the guy, uh, get Jamie Lannister to play as the cop here. I think it would work perfectly. <laughs> yeah, anything can make Domino uh, look. I mean, anything goes better in comparison to Domino. Let's just yeah. say that. <laughs> no, but I mean, what are the major points do you guys have about this movie? Because I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> I think I think that a lot of it is a very. Uh, there's a lot of cookie cutter sequences. There's a lot of times where they have to keep bringing up the fact that you're a cop, I'm a gangster, so that we can keep getting yes. the title going on. Oh my like, god! Okay, yeah, I'm gl- I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah, yeah, they there's a point. Yeah, there's like by the sixth time they're like, man, you're just a cop. It's like you're just a gangster. Like we get it already. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> it's I mean, like look- looking the Reese's peanut butter cup movies. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah, you're a piece of chocolate. You're a peanut butter. Like, that type of shit. Um, there, there's but- literally a point when they call back to the movie's title just like. So it's a gangster and a cop, and they're going to hunt the devil. Devil. <laughs> to be fair, that that was probably one of the lesser egregious, like forcing a title into the movie type thing. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> remember, no, a lot of... remember we saw the Game of Thrones finale, and I almost like, oh yeah, that I, was hilarious. I bitched a fit over that. <laughs> I I didn't mind that one as much, uh, but by that point I was just kind of done with talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> So. But I think what, what elevates this above being just a generic action film is, yeah, is the performances. As much as the, a lot of stuff is useless, the people acting in there give their performances as much as they need and even more so. So that drives it above it being a little bit more than just a typical, like, crime gangster flick. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, any thoughts from you, Brad? No, I agree with all of you guys. I think I liked it the most, but I don't really mind being beat over the head with uh, themes um, certainly there are a ton of themes here that I think the grasp of this film just outreached the grasp, like themes of reputation, themes of walking the line of the law, uh, the spirit and the letter of the law, what makes a gangster truly a criminal, you know, and obviously the violence. Like, that was never a question. Like, yeah, you're a horrible person. You're committing outrageous acts of violence there's acts of violence in this movie i've never even seen before i'll just say to you guys like that shot glass sequence oh my god oh yeah actually that i was like that is it's fucked up but that is one of the coolest things (laughs) it's a great part of introducing uh the the gangster character throughout the story you're just like oh "Oh, he doesn't mess around (laughs) let's just say that he's all about like he punched the dude shit in through a door and i was like Man, <laughs> every time he would come up with like something new and brutal to to like fuck someone up with, and I was yeah. like, I love this guy. <laughs> and that's the thing again. This actor, I don't know what it is because anytime he shows up in a movie, he always does stuff like that. You're just like, I don't know why, but I just love this dude. Like everything he does is just great. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm a, I'm a huge fan now. I can't wait to watch his other stuff. And you know the themes of what a serial killer thinks. 
Like, there's maybe 10 seconds of reflection the serial killer actually has when he feels like someone else did his work. And I thought, oh, this is going to get interesting. And, and see, that was the only part I really got interested in his story. That's the only part yeah, where he it, showed a, a, a different dimension to his character. Exactly. And then it kind of just doesn't go anywhere, which is fine. I mean, there's a ton of characters being juggled here. The biggest dick cop being the one we follow rather than the more interesting ancillary characters that kind of orbit him. I thought that was a little weird, too. Well, because you Not think that, that the guy who's being paid by the gangsters, the the police chief, is going to be more of a dick, but he's in a bigger a-hole than that dude. You know? yeah, he really doesn't factor into anything for the most part. He doesn't part. do anything. It yeah. almost yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, you're you're out of line, McGruff. You... Everyone's just, just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> just... Also, speaking of people don't matter at all, they you know we talk about the um, the forensic doctor, uh, you know, Doctor Lady MD, the character. Oh of the show. yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say at one point they give her information, and you think that goes somewhere, but it doesn't. Yeah, literally, she does. She goes to a lab, she does a test, and then I think that's the last we see of her at the for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm even like, okay. Uh, this is not gonna earn any points on the Bechtel test, but well, that's exactly what I'm saying though. Even she was a bigger badass than our main character. Well, because even she kicks his butt in that one scene. (laughs) Well, right. (laughs) Like, literally, I have not seen this many tactical throws since John Wick. Like, where people (laughs) literally, they don't just punch this dude. They literally, like, toss him over their shoulders every single time they fight him. Worst cop ever. (laughs) Well, she kicked his ass on accident. To be fair, it's a lot more satisfying than if they just shot him. Because, like, you know, South Korea, no one's allowed to have guns. Like, not even the cops. So they kind of bypass it with just doing, like... Fucking judo throws and punches and stabs. That's the thing that made it interesting where I'm just like, yeah, they, they mentioned the point. It's like, well, we never really have serial killers. And I'm just like, oh, well, yeah, because they have like almost no, no no crime or at least very little crime because nobody has guns. But when they do have crime and they don't have any guns available, it's going to make it a lot harder to stop those crimes, you know? No, we'll just to play bumper cars and solve every problem. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make more sense to y'all who watch the movie. <laughs> it really will. Um, you know, I don't know if I have much else to say about this. I can just still nitpick and make fun of some stuff about this movie, but I enjoyed it more than I didn't, but I didn't enjoy it enough to say that I loved it or even, like, really liked it, liked it. I was just like, it's fine. It's a solid little little crime movie, and I, I still agree that I think a remake would actually be much, much better if they found a way to tone it down and focus it a little bit better. But, um... Uh... Uh, who wants to start with their final thoughts to uh, lead into this? Uh, actually, I'll start with my final thoughts just because I want to jump on that whole idea of American Remake making the movie better. I don't think American Remake would be better. I think it would probably make it, in fact, a lot worse because the one, again, the, a lot of the stuff that's going on with the characters, especially the subtlety, doesn't really portray that well, again, in into American cinema a lot of the times. You might be able to get lucky with something like John Wick, but I don't think it's going to work out so well. So as much as I'm kind of in the same boat where nothing was really ecstatic, I still found myself at least being able to be strung along to whatever the plot was going on, be surprised by a gorgeous action scene, and then continue to the end of the movie. I'm like, you know what? This is doing a lot of stuff that I see a lot of uh, crime thrillers just kind of, they, they, they're not able to get it. Where this, I'm like, you're able to do a lot of interesting twists, a lot of interesting stuff, and just go in ways that I don't really see a lot of the time. So I think overall I did enjoy it more than I didn't. So I probably have to give this uh, three ripped out teeth out of five. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. <laughs> well, um, uh, Bradley, why don't you give your final thought? I think I probably enjoyed this the most out of you guys. And again, I feel the main theme they got across 
rang the best would be the power of a person's reputation. You know, dickhead wants to be a great cop. A gangster wants to be feared. I don't even think respected, you guys. I think literally feared by everyone. And serial killer wants his work to show that he's God, blah, blah, freaking blah, boring. And it only rang true for one of those characters. But it was my favorite character, and that's why I think I really enjoyed this. Especially that ending, you know, I clapped. But I realize it does have a ton of those problems when one out of three characters is the only one you care about. And <laughs> the only journey you even press on to see how it concludes. So I'm going to give this seven uh, traffic violations out of ten murders. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um I, oh, oh, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I'll say that I like this ju- like I like this a bunch. Um in spite of like all the flaws. I don't I don't think I liked it as much as Brad, but I did find myself like invested in the story. I again can't say enough about how much I love the gangster in this. Um a domineering presence. Uh, the cop even though he bugged me, I was he when he actually like got his shit together, wasn't fucking wacky, I was fine with it. Um <laughs> the brief moments where they do have action scenes, I think were really well done. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I wish there were more of them, but I feel like they more of them would just kind of be unnecessary at that point. Um, and, the, yeah, the way the story wraps up, I liked it a lot. I was like, that was one of the things I'm like, that was fucking awesome. Um, but as you mentioned, there is a lot of things happening, and I feel like if they had juggled it a lot better, I would like this a whole lot more. But for what it's worth, I was still entertained. So I would give this three rigged arcade machines. Uh, sorry, seven rigged arcade machines out of ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I actually fully agree with that point that you made, Shaq. There were it kind of was like I was enjoying it okay enough, even towards the part with the climax. But the ending really brought it up another point where I was just like, okay, that's a great way to wrap up a story like this where everybody, like all the major characters, get what they deserve. You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like. I was because I was worried for a second. I'm like, oh wait, is this gonna be the way it ends? But then no, they pull out one more little twist at the very end there, <laughs> and it was really really cool. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It was like that twist was cool and kind of unpredictable. But the rest of it is a fairly standard cop serial killer gangster movie, and it's just raised by the fact that yeah, we got Ma Dong Siuk just owning the scene every single time, and some good overall filmmaking going on throughout it. So. I'm very curious to see Madox get more roles because apparently they just cast him in Marvel's Eternals, you know, that movie coming out. Which, oh, that's going to rule. Uh, <laughs> I, I sure hope so. Like, I mean, I don't know how good this guy's English is or if they're even going to have him speak English. He's Korean American. Oh, is he actually Korean American? Yeah. Okay, okay. I At didn't least know the... According to Wikipedia, he is. Okay, okay. So there we go. I, I, I just didn't know how. how uh, yeah. Oh no, how are American audience is going to deal with a man that doesn't speak American? Oh no, they'll never <laughs> no, get to make just, the movie. It's over. <laughs> you say that, but there's a lot of people just like, what? Where are my American people in these movies? I, I, I've met he speaks people. with his eyes and his action. He doesn't have to say a word. I, 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 would, <laughs> like, I would almost agree. Like, he literally could just walk in a room and he, you already have his attention. You know, just like, oh, exactly. uh, I listen to this guy. Um, so, yeah, I think by the end of this, I felt like this set somewhere around. 6.5 out of 10, uh, uh, 6.5 out of 10 boy band choreographers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You remember that dude where he, he came in and he was like, oh yeah, did you guys know that I spent years being a boy band choreographer before I became a gangster? And that I looked at him like... Fucking, that dude had the Nick Carter hair from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> yeah, that thing when you look at him, it's like, you don't say. I never would have guessed that about you. <laughs> yeah, 